0: and rest whether you're a busy professional a stay-at-home parent or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life this show is for you join us as we discover how to live exceptionally finding freedom and rest along the way now let's get into this week's episode of live exceptionally with dr yvonne thompson
1: Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to live a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Gratitude. Practicing gratitude every day can improve one's physical and emotional well-being. Who knew that gratitude was one of the best-kept secrets to help to reduce stress, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention? According to Deuteronomy 21:28-47, it tells us that we should serve the Lord our God with joy and a cheerful heart and that we should have gratitude for the abundance of all things. And according to Psychology Today, gratitude can help lower stress hormones by about 23%. Isn't that incredible? Thereby preventing health problems that stress leads to. Today we are speaking with Quincy Burt, the morning host for Victory 91.5 broadcast out of Atlanta, Georgia, and also the host for Voice in the Kingdom podcast. How are you?
0: I'm wonderful. How are you, Dr. Yvonne?
1: Doing great. It's so good to have you uh, this morning. Uh, Before we get started on our topic of gratitude, would you just like to take a couple minutes to introduce yourself?
0: Oh, sure. You know, it's... It's often I don't get to be the one to talk about myself too much. I'm usually the the one on the other side of the screen, so this is fun. I I do get the opportunity of uh, being a morning show uh, radio host in Atlanta, and that's at Victory ninety one point five. And it, it's been a blessing the last few years to do that, and uh, been a blessing to uh, have uh, podcast opportunities to interview a lot of folks like yourself. Uh, that's, uh, one of the ways we met was I got to interview you on a radio show in Kentucky before I ended up in Georgia. And, uh, so honestly, the, the way that the Lord has brought my journey together through radio and through this type of platform has been, uh, really amazing. And it's a lot to be grateful for. Uh, you know, I, I was, I was born again at a very young age, I remember very vividly at five years old, giving my life to him and, and, and realizing through conversations adults were having that I I could have my trouble paid for, you know, like at five years old, you're not thinking about the big stuff. You know, you're not thinking about, uh, you know, eternal salvation and things, but you hear them talking about, Hey, you do something wrong. And this guy over here, Jesus takes care of it. And so I remember at five years old being like, Hey, I want some of that guy. I want him in my life, and uh, you know they kind of kept asking me if I fully understood. And I remember fully, like thinking, you know, hey, it, it sounds like this is the way to go. Like this, this is the guy that that I need to have in my life. This is um, th- this is a way that that I can that I can keep moving forward. Because I was a kid that that was hyperactive, talked a lot, all of those things. I know people can't believe it when they watch this and hear me, but. <sighs> Uh, but uh, funny enough, I actually used to get paid to be quiet by my parents. They would give me a quarter if I was quiet on the way home. Uh, but I got them with inflation. I, I they they couldn't they couldn't afford it very long, uh, and now I get paid to talk. So you know that's how God is is funny that way sometimes. Uh, but even, even that early, I remember, you know, just being thankful that I had family around me that, that wanted me to know about Jesus and that wanted me to know that we, that we could have our sins paid for. And, and, you know, so even that early, and then I ended up in a Christian school really early. Um, I, I think it was first or second grade and that Christian school was part of a ministry called and children's home. And, and so I ended up living around and grow and we actually moved there when I was very young. And, and so we, I ended up being around kids in a in a way, fairly unique, and I know there's children's ministries all over the world, but this one took in um, kids from all over the world, different countries, different, anything and everything you can think of, Haiti, Guatemala, Honduras, Africa, different different places, and oftentimes they were coming to get whole in one way or another, that would be physically, emotionally, whatever it was, and so I lived around a lot of kids um, growing up my entire life that had no reason really to be joyful or grateful because a lot of times they were missing one limb or two, you know, we had a, we had a guy that played on my high school basketball team that hadn't literally had no hands, And so, and he would literally take with what was left of his hand from here back and throw the basketball and actually played well. He didn't, you know, I grew up in a way that I didn't see, you know, people will say they don't see handicap. We didn't because it was so prevalent around us. So anyway, all of that to say, uh, on the topic that we're getting ready to get into, I, I had a unique perspective from a very early age to be grateful for what I had. And so it's hard for you to be down on yourself if you sprain an ankle or hurt a finger or something when the, the guy playing next to you doesn't have hands or doesn't have legs. We, have, <laughs> we had a kid that, uh, and he's actually a soccer coach in Guatemala in his home country now, and he has no legs. And he would scoot himself around and play basketball with us. And so that's the, that's my upbringing. And and then we also in that ministry, along with the kids that were able to go to school, we had special needs kids that were fully bedridden, some other compromised ability. And so we were around kids, you know, even those kids that would come in and have no leg or hand or whatever, would still see somebody worse off than them that still had a smile on their face. So that was kind of my upbringing. Ended up at a, a Christian college, Asbury College, which is now Asbury University. I know most people that would be watching or listening to this podcast probably heard of Asbury last year because of the spontaneous revival that caught fire and spread across the country and all the different colleges and universities. I was part of one back in my senior year, all the way back in 2006 that lasted for you know four or five days. We didn't leave uh, Hughes Auditorium. Now that was when social media was a baby. We didn't have the spread like it did. It did spread locally, but not quite 50,000 people coming to town like it did last year right. uh, for Asbury. <laughs> um, but any, so so anyway, long, long story short, I, I've had uh, God's hand on my life for a very long time. A lot to be grateful for. I've uh, been in radio or any some type of ministry uh, most of my life, been in some type of media most of my life uh, since 2001. And so um, I'm, I'm grateful to, to have opportunities like this to talk about how good God is and how much we do have to be grateful for.
1: Wow, that's an amazing uh, background. I think certainly when you, when we tend to see people who are less advantageous Mm -hmm. of us, it can prompt us to be more grateful uh, and to be exposed to people of varying capabilities at such a young age. I can only imagine that it would allow you to develop and Mm -hmm. grow and mature with a different type of perspective than the average child Absolutely. in the U.S. where, you know, when Christmas time comes or birthdays comes, there's cake, there's all these different things under the tree or just a lifestyle where is it's uh, indulgence of so many things. But then mm-hmm. to see people who, uh, not just from a material perspective, but from a physical perspective, uh, have limited capabilities, so to speak, yeah. that, that definitely changed one's perspective on how you approach life, uh, which I think is excellent because it allows you to be exposed and have more experience. And hopefully, you know, when you see that, like you said, it's allowing you to be more grateful. Like if they can do it, so can I. But yeah. I shouldn't be complaining about certain things when you yeah. see people, so many people around you at a young age. Yeah. Disadvantage.
0: Well, and, and funny thing is, you know, and somebody that, that feels the conviction of that, maybe even listening right now, they're like, well, we shouldn't compare our situations. Okay. True. You know, cause I hear believers all the time when you, when you bring up Christian persecution and you'll say, so, so in such and such country, you literally, if you preach the gospel, you're risking your life. Out here, you might get somebody in the Western world. They might they might talk bad about you. They might physically try to nowadays might physically try to harm you. But you're not necessarily thinking the government's going to come in and rip you out of your pulpit and take you to prison, right? However, not comparing those things and the same and in the same way, our gratitude. You know, we have to be respectful of other people's situations, but also use those situations to kind of get our mindset back. Okay. Lord, show me something else. Show, go ahead. <laughs> you know. Show me what I, what I have to be grateful for. And so, you know, I, I definitely don't want to make anybody feel bad because maybe they've not experienced something like that. And because and there are people and we I remember we'd have volunteers that came in that were just wonderful, wonderful people. But every now and then you'd have a volunteer came in that was only there because their parents wanted them to be there and they were uncomfortable and you could tell. And but there were people there, their whole lives changed because they were around some of these kids. And finally, you know, just kind of realizing, okay, I, 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 my, my life's not that bad. That doesn't mean what's happening in your life is not important to you because whatever's happening in your circumstances, whatever, you know, it's like when you read Psalms, right? You look at, you look at some of those Psalms where David's like, God, where are you? How, how dare you not answer me? And then two verses later, but your love endures forever. <laughs> and he comes back to that attitude of gratitude, but he first vents to God. He was literally running for his life. He was literally hiding in caves, having to act insane in certain situations to get himself passage to a country where he didn't have somebody trying to kill him. Right. But he found ways to be grateful and praise God for the circumstances he had and for what God had brought him out of. So, so we have biblical examples, just like the Lord uses real life examples for us to kind of reset our mind and say, okay, God, I can be content in my circumstances.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think during this time of year, typically from Thanksgiving through to Christmas, there's such a high rate of depression Mm -hmm. and even suicide rate. And this is one reason that preempted me to want to focus on gratitude for the month of December going into the new year, because it is a very high time of people being stressed out people being discouraged, people being heavy hearted. And I find that not only do we have the holiday season, but then you have the fantasy of life that comes through social media. Yeah. And so with the combination of those two things, how can we approach life realistically from the reality of our, our life and situation to what we see? On social media and everything looking bright and fancy and sparkly and (laughs) everyone is perfect and their different poses and all these things um, to be grateful for where we are and uh, what where God has us.
0: Well, one of the the ways you can do that is by seeing it for what it is. Like, you know, you you even just preface the question with with a little bit of advice there. So a lot of people are putting out there their best face forward. And, and you and I both know, most days we don't have our best face. <laughs> Even if we have the right attitude of gratitude and, you know, something might not start right that, that you know, I mean, there's always circumstances that are gonna, that, that can alter our happiness. So let, let's clarify that joyfulness and gratitude are choices that we make. Happiness is usually impacted by our circumstances. So, mm-hmm. so, so looking at social media for what it is, first of all, is that it is a performance art (laughs) it it is i mean people make money to look good on social media and so so take it for what it is first of all second on on my morning show i always there's two times every morning in my four hours on victory that i talk about social media specifically and i call it Mm -hmm. what you're looking at and so i always preface that with Okay, it, in real life, it's important to know who your circle is, right? Who you're hanging around with. You're, you're like your five closest friends or five people you hang out with the most. And that's that's what's going to impact your character. And so on social media, it's almost more important because we're probably spending more time there than we think and almost spending more time there than we are with the real people in our lives. <laughs> mm. And so I intentionally asked the question, and I, I have a little fun with I, I who are you scrolling with? You know, Because we talk about the crews we roll with, right? So who are you scrolling with on social media? And is it someone that loves Jesus? Is it someone that's gonna be encouraging? Is it someone that's gonna challenge you in their posts? Now, everybody's gonna get sucked into the black hole of reels these days. Some cat video somewhere is gonna pull you down the rabbit hole. I get that. But we have, even though the algorithm does its thing from time to time, what you're clicking on, what you're spending your eye gate on, that's what's going to start showing up in your feed. The way right. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of them, the way they all work. Now it doesn't even, you don't have to click on it for it to, to register you as liking it. Right. If you spend any time looking at it at all, any seconds at all, the next time you scroll through, you're going to start seeing posts like that one so pay attention to who you are scrolling with to pay attention to who not just your friend list but what you're looking at through some of the other suggested things that come through your feed and so i will often in that segment ask what you're looking at and then bring up somebody like like yourself i've quoted you on in that segment where you've posted something about rest or posted a scripture you know so i've had the privilege of being you know during my couple of years in kentucky where i was doing a talk show I probably, did two, I probably did 250 interviews or something like that. It might've been more than that. I don't know. I kept count to an extent and then there were some repeats. It was a lot, but there were a lot of really good people. And so a lot of them, I tended to get in touch with on social media. And so now that's what's on my feed. That's what I'm looking at. And so I will intentionally go find more kingdom minded people to like and follow and make sure I'm looking and interacting with their posts. So that's what's coming through what I'm scrolling on. And so often that will be a good place to start. Pay attention, strictly pay attention to what you're actually spending time looking at. So on the other side of that, there's still your friends and your circle of, of people that you knew from college that you're going to naturally look at their life and say, man, what would have happened if I would have done X, Y, and Z? Or man, their pictures probably do you know how many pictures they probably took to get all their kids looking in the right direction? Do you know how long it probably took them to get ready and them matching sweaters and how many screaming fits it probably took? <laughs> so funny. The end result definitely is still like your, even scripture tells us that, right? There's people all over the world experiencing exactly what you're experiencing. You can overcome it. They're, they're, your, your temptation's not any different than everybody, you know, Jesus said that, right? So there, there, it's it's how it's it's going to be um, with our social media consumption we have to just pay attention to who and what we're looking at because it will vastly impact our mindset for the day so as far as gratitude goes if you come across some people that are not you know you can tell if it's just the kind of fake posts that come out a lot if you want to stay in touch with them great start liking other people's photos so that kind of filters out of your feed a little bit so you can start seeing where people are grateful and and i know that there's going to be some people that are posting things and you're looking at it and thinking I wonder if that's real. Are, are they being real? Is this re- how it impacts you? Is actually what matters when you're scrolling. So, so if you're seeing something that's encouraging you, don't worry about whether it's <laughs> <you're not. laughs> on their end. Your your end is how God is going to use that for you. But I do encourage you to to make sure that that the people that you're making sure you're the people you're letting into your life through social media that that at the very least they're people that love Jesus and you can see that through their social media and whether it's pictures of their cat or, or their Christmas photo or whatever um, you can tell. And and so that's important to pay attention to who, who you're letting into your life, both in real life and especially on the screen that you're thumbing and scrolling through.
1: You know, that is such a teachable moment because I think in, and I think I know in this day, like it's become almost like idolatry, the quantity oh, of that people spend on. And I was listening to a message last night and she said she was talking about our time and the quantity of time that we spend at work, the quantity of time that we spend with on the phone, the quantity of time that we spend um, with our children or with our family and particularly social media and the compared to the quantity of time that we spend with God. And calling people to one, be aware of it, to repent, to replace it and to begin to change that up. Because if you're spending, you know, hours scrolling on social media, but then on a daily basis, you know, you're saying your devotion with God on the way to work in the car while you're yelling at the kids in, in the back. So then our our mindset our mental health, all these things are impacted because of what we are actually feeding our spirit. And I have a quote that I want to read, um, because when I was looking up things about gratitude and and meditating on this, I was looking at it from a scriptural perspective, but then also from what research says. And I came across a lot of good articles around gratitude, which I thought was so powerful because I feel like, you know, when God sets in scripture a precedent, you know, medical research always substantiates it, you know? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. But in psychology, uh, t- let me find my quote it says psychology today says that practicing gratitude daily reduces stress and that there are mental and physical benefits to people who practice gratitude. And so when you feel grateful, if you practice gratitude and you are grateful and practice that as a lifestyle, um, people feel less pain. They feel less stress. They suffer insomnia less. They have stronger immune systems. So there's like all these physical benefits of having a lifestyle of, of gratitude and overall it boosts our mental and our physical health. Mm-hmm. And so I know as a broadcaster and a podcast host, you talk to so many people. So I know you see the range of people, you know, whether positive or, or negative in terms of how it, it comes out when you're mm-hmm. talking to people, where they are mentally and even spiritually. And so, in this time, even as we pivot into a new year and with all the things that are going on in the world, what type of uh, spiritual direction? In addition to your teachable moment about social media, what type of spiritual direction would you want to offer of how we can embed this as a discipline in a lifestyle?
0: Well, and I think your point about, you know, going to the research and going to scripture and seeing how those co- coalesce is, is definitely a valid one, because uh, there's often we see that. And of course, scientists want to explain that away different ways, uh, especially if they're not believers. But I believe that there's a very often that the science catches up and says, oh, uh, well, that that scripture over there makes a whole lot more sense now. Um, and, and then going back just briefly to the point of, of what we're seeing online and even in our own lives, if you're around people that are not that grateful, or if you're around people that, that don't have that attitude of gratitude, it's going to seep in a little bit. So I saw this on social media recently, and it's an unknown quote. Don't know who to attribute it to, but it says this, repetitive complaining will attract things for you to complain about. Mm. Repeated gratitude will attract things for you to be thankful about. And so if we find ways to put ourselves in situations to reflect on, and I often, I will call it, my inventory of influence right so so our mm. testimonies are how we've gotten to where we are and often if we look hard enough and sometimes it's not that hard to look that god is heavily involved with his hand on every aspect of putting things in that inventory of influence in our life people places things that get us to where we are and where god even wants us you know he uses those things to work things together for our good we like that scripture right but we we forget that after that it says for those that love him and are called according to his purpose well, how do you find out you're called according to His purpose and that He loves you? Well, it takes time and His Word, right? In the Bible, gratitude based on different types of language that was you, you know, Greek and all the different ways, uh, certain versions of the Bible, gratitude's mentioned 157 times in the Bible. Thanks and thanksgivings about 72 times, so a total of 229 times that thankfulness and gratitude is mentioned in the in Scripture. So if you really want to get your mindset right, and you go in there and find, again, some of those Psalms where David's like, Lord God, where are you? I, I start every show, okay, in at Victory, we pray every hour. Every, every host throughout the day prays every hour at the top of the hour. So my morning show starts with an opportunity to pray every morning at 6 o'clock. And I start every morning at 6, and every 9 a.m. prayer time in my last hour with my audience, I pray something from Psalms and a reason for that is because often I can point out some context because we like to pick and choose our psalms, you know, about rejoicing and about Thanksgiving and all that. It's great. And and it is, and it's encouraging. I, and, and his faithful love endures forever. I think it's Psalm 118 that repeats that probably 17 times or something like that. So Chris Tomlin ain't got nothing on David. You know, he, (laughs) people, people complain about contemporary Christian music and worship music being repetitive. Blame it on David. Go read (laughs) Psalm 118. Uh, Somebody made that joke the other day and I said, well, uh, so anyway, so, so you look at that Psalm though, and he goes through these different areas, any, almost any Psalm, you can see where he's frustrated or, or whatever, most of them, but then he always comes back around to say, but God, I trust you, but God, I thank you, but God, and, and so if we really want to find a mindset of thankfulness, it's in the word of God. And that's gotta be our source for everything, right? Uh, I think it's Shay Bynes that said, the bible is the source everything else is a resource and so in our attitude of gratitude uh, cuz i like the alliteration i'm a, i'm a radio host so i got to find stuff to sound like that if uh, we if we're, we're going to really uh, adjust our mindset and our attitude. Uh, uh, the Bible's got to be where we go, and and a lot of people will talk about how the Bible talks about thankfulness and, and gratefulness. And if you really look at it, it's it's not talking about it often in the way that we think of it in the Western mindset of just saying thank you for something for or something. just or just being grateful in a situation. Wow. Um, it, when the Bible's talking about gratefulness, it's talking about extending favor towards. It's talking about. Grace and kindness as a response. And so, the only way you get to respond that way uh, in grace and kindness through the power of the Holy Spirit and the completed work of the cross, the only way you do that is if you are in the Word and spending time with Him. In our own natural selves, take the pressure off yourself. You can't do it. You can't fake being grateful. You can't fake joy. Those things have to come as fruits of what? The Spirit, right? So, if we're being grateful to God, it, it's basically the gateway or the roots of the fruit of the Spirit. It makes a way for us to have joy, peace, self-control. It allows us to be patient, kind, and gentle, and generous. The, the root of our spiritual growth is in gratitude, and it's in joy. All of those things come together. I think I remember when you asked me if I could be part of this podcast, my response was, well, other than joy, gratefulness is kind of my favorite. So, but those two things, it's amazing how often those two things parallel. When I used to help coach with basketball, um, had a lot of kids that come from a lot of different situations. They're coming into basketball either because they're really athletic or they want something to do. And a lot of times we get to use that as a vehicle to help kids see life lessons. You know, mm-hmm. life is going to be competitive, and you're going to get knocked down, and you got to get up, and you got to prepare, and all the different lessons. But two, the the thing I said to them the most, and almost any player that played for me at any time will probably tell you this: there are two things you can control, not just in a ball game, but in life. There's two things you have complete control over: that is your attitude and your effort.
1: Mm.
0: And our gratefulness directly impacts our attitude. It directly impacts our effort. If you're not having a day where you're grateful for the Lord to get you up and give you a chance to have another day, there's probably not going to be much good in your mindset during that day. Your attitude is probably not going to be in a place where like, oh yes, let me tell somebody about Jesus today. It's not. So so gratefulness is where we have to start. So when you can say it's cliche, but but sometimes cliche and routine are there for a reason. When you get up in the morning, Lord, thank you that's okay if you want to get in a routine of that and you want to write it on a post-it note on your mirror or whatever it is that it takes i've gotten even in the habit of traffic and seeing things and being you know getting a little frustrated i I, i'm not going to say i don't but at the end of it if i see something on down the road that happened or somebody got pulled over or something you know i'll say okay lord thank you for letting me take a little longer in traffic this morning you know i find things like that if, if the parking spot's not there that I want, especially this time of year, if you actually go to a physical store and don't do it all on Amazon these days, if you go to a store and you're looking for a parking spot and you don't see the spot you want, well, Lord, thank you for helping me get my steps in. I, you, know, you, find, you can find ways mm-hmm. to be thankful, grateful, whatever terminology, joyful, whatever terminology you want to use that's going to impact your mindset to give God his glory. Because I can't tell you how many people even, majorly saved evangelistic folks that ask me, how do you deal with X, Y, and Z that they know about my life? What else am I going to do? Soul up and be mad about it? I'm not saying I don't have bad days. I've battled depression in the in the past. There's there yeah. it, it creeps up on any of us. There's plenty of circumstances that can get in there and the enemy can find a way to try to whisper and, and get a stronghold in different ways. But breaking free of those things comes back to gratitude and finding something in your life that you can grab a hold of and say, Lord God, I thank you for this. I thank you that my family has a place to live. It might be hard to pay rent next month, but Lord, I know you're going to provide. Thank you for giving us a house. Lord, thank you for the food. Even though it came from Little Caesars or McDonald's today because we didn't feel like cooking, you made the provision for that or whatever it is. My kids aren't screaming at me today. Thank you, Lord. You know what? <laughs> Find something that you can hold on to. And there, I promise you there's something. You're probably sitting there thinking right now, Q, you have no idea what I'm going through. I don't. But I know what I'm going through and that I could let a lot of those things derail my joy, but I don't. And that doesn't make me any more special or anything than you. It just means I found that one thing I could hold on to today. That might not be the same thing tomorrow. My joy and my gratitude are going to come from me looking at saying, okay, Lord God. What are you doing today that I can be a part of, and what can you highlight something, Holy Spirit? Can you highlight something that I can be thankful for, and I promise you, within moments you'll find something. You you might be a little chilly in the morning, and you might the Spirit might warm you up right in that moment. It's okay, Lord, thanks for the heat. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is for you, yeah. but something you can grab a hold of something.
1: Amen. You know, there's another quote that I came across, and as we close. I want you to repeat uh, that quote that you said about uh, repeated complaints or repeated gratitude. Oh, sure. so I'm going to share another quote from psychology. Uh, t- this is a study that was done by Personality and Social Psychology that said gratitude was a major contributor to resilience following mm-hmm. the terrorist attacks. Yeah. That. When we are thankful, even during worse times, it helps to foster resilience, which is everything of what you're talking about, is that, you know, when we get impatient or frustrated or, you know, run off at the mouth or run off with our fingers in traffic, it, it's a like a lack of it ties to a lack of resilience. So we get easily flustered and easily frustrated and an attitude and all these things, but resilience, the ability to persevere, to stand regardless of the circumstances, that it stems from gratitude.
0: From I like interest. how you said we can, we can fly off at the fingers, talking about social media. We can get on there and fly off just like we can anything else. Um, so, yeah, th- this quote, and again, it's an unknown quote. Even the person that posted it in the meme frame, you know, they used a picture behind it. It says unknown under it. It says repetitive complaining will attract things for you to complain about. Repeated gratitude will attract things for you to be thankful about. And any anything we do, you know, why do that? Why do they call medical practice when you're a doctor? Because you're practice, you you in practice. We we could call our whole life we're, we're in practice. Because how do you get to Carnegie Hall? You practice. You know, the, all all the things that you do and want to do in your life, it takes practice. So gratitude doesn't come naturally for all of us. Most kids kind of have it in them for for a little bit my, my five and six year old girls, they, they always find something they'll, they'll say thank you for, but then the next time they, they might just go on and I have to remind, Hey, wait a second. What was that again? Come here. Just say thank you to this or whatever. Um, but for the most part, kids will find a way to be thankful. They might not always say it, but they're always going to show it. Um, and we, we tend to unlearn that (laughs) through circumstances. Um, so it's, it's really, um, it's it always it, this repeated part of this quote. It's it's worthy of repeating because it does take repetitiveness. It takes um, practice. It takes uh, reflecting. It takes uh, being able to, to find that one thing to hold on to. And, and we all can find that one thing to hold on to, to be grateful for in our lives, even if it comes back to Lord God, thank you for sending us your son. Thank you for salvation. That one we can always come back to.
1: Amen. Thank you. This has been awesome. Thank you so much for being a, a guest uh, today and sharing those powerful nuggets. Uh, Any lasting last thought that you want to share?
0: I mean, honestly, for me, it, it, this this opportunity to just talk about um, being grateful and, and being joyful this time of year there's there's plenty of people that have plenty of reasons they can find yes. uh, to to be in the dumps, even in this time of year, because of different circumstances, maybe it brings back a memory of a lost loved one. Maybe you don't, maybe you moved somewhere new and, and you don't have the family around you like you did last year, but I can promise you as, as much as you can find something to not be thankful or grateful for, it's probably not hard to look, much further and find something to be grateful for in your situation. And, and in my experience, in my uh, growing up where I did, and I, I briefly touched on some of that uh, earlier in this episode, you know, there definitely, if you, if you want to go that route, there's definitely people that are worse off than your situation today. And you, you don't have to turn on the news or scroll through social media for very long to find that either. Um, so, so I would, uh, I would reiterate what I said earlier is find that one thing. Even if it is only one thing that you can think of in that moment, find it and hold on to it and be grateful for it. And I promise you, if you spend much time praying and much time in the spirit, much time in the word, you'll find more than one. And you can you can hold on to both of those things. Now, now I will say this too, speaking of holding on to things, there's some things you got to let go of to feel grateful. The only way you hold on to Jesus with both hands is because you had to let go of something else. You, 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 you have to let go of the old stuff. And you have to walk in to the new that he has for you. And I oft, almost every day on Q in the morning on Victory 91.5, I will tell you, God's got you and God loves you. And so I encourage you today to find that one thing. I encourage you to remember that he has you. You have him as a believer that have that has received and proclaimed Jesus as Lord. You have the creator of the universe. You have the creator of the universe in your corner that wants the best for you, that will not leave you, that will not forsake you, that you can be grateful for. And that's what I hope people take away. Um, I get the privilege of, of doing the morning show live. It is available. The highlights of the, on the, on podcast queue in the morning on all different podcast platforms. And if you ever want to tune in from wherever you are, you can do that online at victory.radio. You can also download the more music app, which is spelled M O R the more music app. And then I also have a podcast called voice in the kingdom that I'm getting ready to try to get back into the routine of doing more often. Cause I miss doing interviews. I get busy doing other stuff and, and don't have the time as like I used to, but uh, i do intend to do some more of that pretty soon so voice in the kingdom is still available there there's a lot a lot on that already and uh, i just encourage people to find something to be grateful for and that your joy the strength that you can have every day is from the joy of jesus and it's not something that you have to do in and of yourself you can have his everlasting arms around you and he does have you and he does
1: Amen. I almost wanted to ask someone to pass the article.
0: Pass the plate. plate. Yeah, let's go.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: I appreciate it. It was fun.
1: God bless. That's all the time that we have for today's episode. Remember, repeated gratitude will give us something repeatedly to give thanks for. Listen in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, or share. And stay connected with us at elisi.org.
0: Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week, we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E-L-I-C-I dot org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.